anyone can do this sport if you want it bad enough. This week, episode 23 of season 2 of the Union of Muscle podcast, I'll be speaking with Sierra Winter. She's going to explain how combat training has helped her become a confident and empowered woman. This episode is also brought to you by Audible.com. Go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash Union of Muscle for a free book and a free trial. Hi, this is Sierra Winter. You're listening to Union of Muscles podcast. Live strong and prosper. The views presented here may or may not be those of the host, guest, Union of Muscle, Black Hat Management, or its affiliates. Any information in this podcast should first be reviewed by the corresponding professional, whether that's medical, financial, or legal, before applying it to your life. All right, all you beautiful fitness freaks, geeks, and athletes, have I got a deal for you. Go to www.unionofmuscle.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Enter in your email, and I will give you for free my personal workout routine. Now, this workout routine is most likely not going to work for you. This routine is for only for people who want to grow a bigger upper body. Do you want those man pecs to be good? You want those lats to be wide? The workout routine I'm doing right now, and then when I change my routine, you're going to get that update, okay? So go to www.unionofmuscle.com, subscribe to the email list by entering your email there, and once again, you're going to get a copy of the workout routine I'm doing right now for free. Your Union of Muscle coupon code, MUSCLE1 is now accepted at EarthSkinBodyCare.com, RubberArmMuscleRub.com, EWCMMA.net, and AxonLabs.io. You're listening to the Union of Muscle podcast, where muscle meets information and inspiration. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Union of Muscles podcast. I'm here with Sierra Winter, and I met Sierra over at the last MMA competition I went to, she was actually kind enough to answer a few questions. I was trying to figure out what audience members were into and the different things they liked. And Sierra actually trains as an MMA fighter. Sierra, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm Sierra. I'm 18, and I have been training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, MMA, and sport karate for 14 years. Wow, 14 years. That's that's quite a while. If you're 19, so you started at, what, age 5? About 4. About 4. About 4. So, then I'm thinking this is something in your family, then. It's actually not. It's just me. Really? So, how does a 4-year-old get into training mixed martial arts? My mom decided that she wanted me to know how to defend myself at a young age. She wanted me to have the discipline that comes with this sport. And she just wanted me to know that just because something's defined as a man's sport, it doesn't mean that women can't do it too. Wow. So then you've been doing, uh, you've been doing it all this time. Did you ever kind of get tired of it or not want to do it? Or did it become a, a passion for you right away? I've loved it. Towards the end of my high school career, I was getting a little strain away a little bit. And throughout college, I haven't been able to train like I wanted to. But now I'm back full-time, and I love it. 
do you feel like there are any different struggles that you have being a, a female doing this sport or not? The obvious struggle that men look at you as if you aren't as good as them or you're not going to hit as hard as they can. And it's nice to prove them wrong when you start going. <laughs> do they kind of take it easy on you? Some do, yeah. Some do. And then I have some that know me. I've been training with them basically my whole life. So they're like, you know, we know what she's capable of. We're not giving her an easy way out. Well, I mean, we're getting a lot of press now with some of the female martial artists in the in the mainstream media. Um, so it's it's not something that is totally out of question at all. Do you look up to any of these women who are a bit more in the spotlight? Well, actually, um, I got to meet Misha Tate a while back at a, a few fights, and I really I idolize her. I think she's a great lady. She gave me advice, and of course, Ronda Rousey. She's Amazing, but that goes without saying. Rhonda's really probably done a really good job of saying that just because she's in the MMA sport that you can still be feminine. Do you feel that that you've lost any bit of your femininity, or do you have to kind of fight for that, or, or how does that work? I think in this sport you do have to fight for it. I don't think people when they see you doing this they automatically just say, "Well, she's probably not very feminine," but I am the most girly girl you're ever going to meet. I hate all the mud. I hate everything like that. So it's something you have to make known and fight for. Is this something you want to do as a career, as a sport, to actually get into the competitions or just like the training end of it? Well, I love training and the staying in shape. It definitely works with that. I'm actually about to start kickboxing. And hopefully after doing that for a good training for about a year, I'm going to see if I can get a fight for that. Wow. How often do you need to train to consider yourself someone who's who's training MMA? Honestly, I believe if you're not in there at least three to four days a week, you're probably not training hard enough or you're not really in it to fight. Some people come, you know, just a couple days a week and they're good. They are, but you want to be the best. You don't want to just be good. So now, there's some time you put into it. So when you're in there, what's kind of the average workout or the average training session? We do a warm-up. We have a great little a CD thing, a bunch of punches and ground stuff. Then after that, you four and five rounds, you know, switching off with different people, grappling, striking, whatever y'all agree to do. And then after that, normally we all sit down with our... Master Ferguson, and he shows us new technique, and we learn how to get out of things, and we go over basics, because you can never do too many basics in this. It sounds a lot like uh, martial arts training in general, then. Kind of follow, seems yes. to follow that flow. Yes, very much so. What is the most challenging thing about training? Is it the cardiovascular? Is it the learning the new techniques? We do things called puke drills. And they're pretty tough, and it doesn't matter how good your cardio is. You're doing it right. You're going to get sick, and I, I dread those. <laughs> what, what's involved in that, then? You are back-to-back-to-back to back to back doing different things. Like, you'll punch for a minute straight, and then you'll grapple someone for a minute, and then you'll do burpees, if you're familiar with those. You have to do ten of those at the end of every round, and it's like three minutes of just pure, just going without stopping as hard as you can. Wow. That should give CrossFitters a bit of a, a run for their money when it comes to the type of intensity, I would think. It definitely does. Yeah, because, I mean, CrossFit is can be an intense type of sport because they're not letting you do a lot of the rests in between. So it is this almost this constant regimen. I'm more of a, a bodybuilder myself, but even now, 
I've changed up my workout routine to where I'm cutting down my rest periods, only enough time to switch off the weights and things like that. So I'm getting a bit more of that, that cardiovascular workout in there. And it's, it's a fun thing to do to switch up that. That's amazing that you're getting in there and that you're, you're working hard and you're right alongside there with all the, all the guys and showing them that you can do this as a girl, that this is not necessarily a man sport. This is, this is just a sport that anybody can get into. It is. Anyone can do this sport if you want it bad enough. Is there a special diet that you have to go through or anything like that when it comes? Because, I mean, when you get close to competition, I guess you have to cut weight. But normally, yeah. normally before a competition, is there any type of MMA diet or anything like that? I'm sure that there is. I myself, I try to, I to only take in 1,500 calories a day or less. I try to drink eight bottles of water a day. I don't really go, I'm sure people do follow a very strict diet, but just with being out of it, getting back in it now, and so I'm not following, like, very strict diets, but I'm getting there. What would be a very strict diet in, in MMA? I would say probably more, like, gallons of water a day, definitely, wow. and hard-boiled eggs are a big thing, <laughs> and eating, like, not okay. very flavored foods. All right, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, that could be similar to some of the, the different bodybuilding diets that are out there, a lot of the fitness dieting and things like that. I try to eat pretty clean myself. I just had some eggs this morning, but I did mix in a little coconut milk with that, and then I threw on a bit of these mineral salts on there. That's not something you would do depending on if you're going for a show, trying to keep lean is, is eating salts, but uh, those mineral salts have are high in magnesium and a lot of other minerals that your body needs. So it's another way I get that in on a normal diet. And it's a, it's a yeah. far better for you than, than a regular table salt. So I, I do try to steer away from the regular table salt, but I, I do like using a few of the, the mineral salts that are available. Is there a kind of a lifespan for MMA? I mean, is it seems like a pretty rough sport to be in. Is, is there a certain lifespan or is this something people can do throughout their whole life? If you take care of yourself, if you know that you're hurt and you, you don't train because you know you're hurt and you need to heal up and get better and, you know, something's wrong, you get it taken care of immediately, I would say that you can do this for a good while. This is, I mean, I'm sure this is not something that you can do once you get into, you know, like your 50s, of course, but um, we have a few that train with us that are up in their 40s. And um, they're really good, but I would say taking care of yourself is the number one thing. If you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to withstand all the trauma that comes along with the sport. You can make a little bit of money doing the MMA thing. So it's it's kind of interesting because that type of training can lead you into something where you can make, make some money over a weekend or something like that, where with bodybuilding, with the CrossFit and things like that, the kind of money you put into it seems to far outweigh anything you could make off of it just going to competitions. But the type of competitions that are in MMA, it seems like that winnings can be a little bit more substantial. Yes, if you fight pros and you, you know, that's when you start making the money. And... If there are other young women, I mean, you started at age of four, but girls don't have to start at the age of four. If they're listening to this and they're like, maybe I should give MMA a try. What would be some of your tips to them if if they think maybe they want to give MMA a try? I would say go for it. It's not 
It's no gender storage. Anyone can do this. And guys are guys, and they will be mean, and, you know, you can't do this, and you can't. And it's no age that you should. There's not a right age to start. It's whenever you want to. And it really, you know, you get a great workout, and I think that's beneficial to your health and just quality of life, and it's really fun. I enjoy it. I've made lifelong family and friends, and it's just, I recommend everyone being in this sport, put your kids in this sport. It's so much self-control and discipline, and it really just, it kept me out of trouble for 18 years, basically. So, it's great. I like that. Those are some great reasons why people should look into MMA, should look into into that kind of training, and also, it teaches you some self-defense. It really does. I feel more comfortable because I know that if something happened, I could to defend myself. I wouldn't need I wouldn't need someone else to be there. I know that I can take care of myself 100% if something was to come about. Yeah, and that's got to give you a lot of confidence in life, too, knowing that no matter what crowd of people you're in, you'll be able to get yourself out of a hard situation or a tough situation. So I'm, I bet that really reduces the amount of, of fear that you have or that could have or timidity, you know, being timid, and allows you to be a bit more of a, a strong, confident woman. It really does, and it just with everything that's going on nowadays, going out in public or going by myself somewhere, I feel perfectly comfortable. There's not a time that I feel like I couldn't defend myself if I needed to. Is that why girls always ask another girl to go to the bathroom? There's there's some danger in there us guys aren't aware of where they need a team? or. Well, I'm just kidding. Yeah, and probably just because they want to chat about oh, what's okay. going on. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the future for you? You're getting involved in the the kickboxing, but where where do you see yourself taking this? I hope, I just graduated from college, so I'm about to start a new job and a new career, but I'm hoping that it's not going to interfere with my training. I hope to get back in there every day like I am now and train and start doing this kickboxing that I mentioned earlier. Hopefully I'm going to get in the cage and just hope that it all works out for me in the best way it can. I want to thank all you beautiful fitness freaks, geeks, and athletes for going to www.unionofmuscle.com and clicking on the Patrons tab. There, you are able to sign up as a patron. As a patron, you get access to commercial-free episodes of the Union of Muscle podcast. Additionally, you get additional ways to earn fit coins. You're assigned a Union of Muscles coach who's going to help you stay accountable to your own personal fitness goals. If you haven't signed up as a patron to the podcast and to the Union of Muscle, go ahead and do so now. Just head over to www.unionofmuscle.com and click on the Patrons tab. And remember to lift strong and prosper. Go to www.unionofmuscle.com and click on Find a Fitness Coach to find a coach that fits your needs the best. Do you work in health and fitness or want to? Just email me, coachpaul at unionofmuscle.com. Would you like to lose 10, 20, 50, or 60 pounds and still eat those carbohydrates? Coach Bob Lemayne, the carb-loading king, can get you trim, fit, 
and full of muscle while still eating those carbohydrates. So go to www.unionofmuscle.com and click on the Fitness Coaches tab and find Coach Barlamain. And remember to lift strong and prosper. Your Union of Muscle coupon code MUSCLE1 is now accepted at EarthSkinBodyCare.com, RubberArmMuscleRub.com, EWCMMA.net, and axonlabs.io. You're listening to the Union of Muscle podcast, where muscle meets information and inspiration. Now, if people are interested in getting involved, if they want to train MMA, how do they go about finding a gym? Because I don't think that there's a whole lot of gyms everywhere that service people who want to train MMA. How do they go about finding a good MMA gym? I would just kind of, if you have a Facebook, I would just make a little status, does anyone know of any gym? Like, I think word of mouth and social media is a huge thing. I broadcast our gym all the time on there. I think it's a great place to train. Also, I would just say online searching, because you can, most places, I've never heard of a gym that didn't offer, like, two weeks of a trial. Right. I think that that's probably the best way to go about it because it is hard to find a gym that MMA. You can find the gyms that do karate and all that because we do that too, but we also have MMA now and jiu-jitsu and kickboxing. So it's hard to find one that has all of it, and it's even harder to find a quality gym. There are not many quality gyms, but there are a few out there. So It's an interesting thing. I think you can find a few martial arts studios that can give you some great skills. Outside of school, there's not too many places that'll teach you kind of the groundwork unless you find some jujitsu gym. But you're not going to get the, the groundwork. You can get kind of the kind of the the striking and some different types of martial arts. But a lot of the martial arts I think in the US is still based around kicks. But they're focused a lot on on the kicks and breaking boards and, and things of that nature. And it's not really something that I see a lot of MMA people doing. They're not big on the kicks. It's a lot of punching. It's some knees, elbows, and then the groundwork. But I don't see them trying to keep people at distance or try to use all these amazing different kicks as much. And maybe that's just because of where the sport has grown. Maybe it's not that those can't be useful in the ring or in training. I don't see it very common, but most martial arts studios seem to kind of gear towards kicking style than a striking style. So I think that's kind of something yeah. to think about if someone wants to maybe start in a bit of martial arts training thinking they want to get into MMA is looking at the type of martial arts that's being taught. and Is it 50-50, upper and lower, or striking and kicks, or is it mainly kicking? Martial arts is so broad. I don't think people really realize that there are so many different styles within the term karate. Where we train, we train sport karate. It's American freestyle, it's flips and tricks, and you do awesome different combinations of things, and it's, but it's, when you fight with that, you do wear gear, and it's not very full contact, there's face contact, but that's it, it's not, you don't go to the ground, there's no ground fighting. A lot of our fighters actually do take the karate that we offer 
And I think personally it's a good base, but things are different and you have to adjust between different kicks and different things that you do and it's a different, just the feel of it, you know, it's more mm-hmm. self-control and sport karate and then MMA, there's, you don't control it because you're trying to win. They're yeah, different, it's, it's... but I think that some, in some ways it is beneficial to do both. We have fighters that do both. When I did some martial arts training when I was about your age, that was a major theme of it was, of course, the best way not to get into a fight is to avoid it. That was kind of the first thing they, they taught us in martial arts was that if you can avoid a fight, you're then you're not in one. And so their main thing was the moves, and we had some takedowns, and we had some finishers and things like that, so it was a little bit more brutal than maybe some other types of martial arts training. At the end, you wanted to, if you couldn't get away from your assailant, then you'd want to disable them in such a way that they're not going to come after you. But there was always that option that if you can avoid the conflict, you, you do that. Whereas MMA training, there's no avoiding the conflict. That's part of the training style is that there is no avoiding the the conflict. You might want to avoid some punches and not get, you know, avoid getting your face bashed in. There's no, like, run away if you can. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, that's a big difference between the two, and that is what we teach in karate. We do teach, you know, our little dragons and our younger, like, school-age children. We don't, you know, non-confrontational. You don't want to fight. You don't want any trouble. But if you do try to fight me, I know how to defend myself, and I can handle what needs to be handled. I've really enjoyed the martial arts training that I did, and it, was, it wasn't it was the normal system. I think we were supposed to be about five generations out from the Shaolin Temple, if, if all that's correct. And so we had like maybe four belts that you could possibly get, and they were sashes. They weren't even belts because we were, we were doing Kung Fu. And so it was a, it was a 50-50 system where you're doing about 50 upper and 50 lower. So it was very balanced that way. And we had a lot of katas and, but, uh, our first level guys, we did some competitions, some martial arts competitions. And our first sash guys would be black belts in other schools because that's one thing you have to think about when you're going to martial arts. There's a lot of this. They want to keep people coming to get the next belt. So they make all these different belts. So that way people feel like they're accomplishing something. Whereas when you're doing kind of a more of a core martial arts training, it's not, the belts are really nothing. Like the belts mean nothing. I mean, if you're kind of thinking back in like ancient China or whatever, nobody's saying, hey buddy, you know, watch out. He's, he's got a certain color belt on. No, it was just how skilled was that person? How, how good was their reputation? If people knew that they were very skilled, that's when they had a certain reputation for being uh, good at martial arts or good at kung fu. And so the whole belt system is mainly came around in, in the U.S. and in America when people wanted a, a way of showing off without actually showing that, <laughs> that they were good at something. It's where the sport is now when it comes to a lot of martial arts is having that belt system and things like that. And it's how a lot of people begin to understand that. Is there any kata work that you guys do, or is it uh, is it all combat-centric? No, we do, in the karate and all that, we do the katas. We do open freestyle katas with the tricks and the flips and all that. We do traditional katas. We do weapons-formed katas. We do bows and traditional bows. He has 
We've actually had some people come through that did nunchucks, and they were awesome, and commas and stuff like that. So we do a little bit of everything. He teaches in his, some classes, like for the younger kids in the karate portion, they do learn a little bit of groundwork, like if someone's on top of you, how to get them off, and they learn a little bit like that, kind of inching them toward if you would like this, you would like to do jiu-jitsu, and things like that. To help our audience, maybe some of our audience haven't heard about what a kata is. How would you explain what a kata is? A kata is basically, it's like you're fighting people that really aren't there. It's like a, so it's a self-defense routine, if you will. So it's, you're doing a bunch of kicks and punches and backflips and all kinds of different 540 kicks and things like that. And it's all as if you are fighting other people. What I found was that it was focused on demonstrating the skills involved in a certain fighting style, demonstrating that in such a way that people can see it. Because when you're in combat, there's someone else in the way, so to speak. So you can't always see what that person is doing and how good their technique is, per se. When it comes to some competition, sometimes you don't even really have to make contact if you yell and it looks like you would have made contact. They give you the point anyways. You still, there's still that kata, you know, like you said, nobody's there to, to kind of get in the way of it, but people can see what the technique is and how good your technique is as far as the form of, of that technique. And so I think it's really interesting that way because it's, it's about the intricacies in the technique and not just whether or not you could have made contact with with us an assailant. So it really, I think it brings the art into martial arts. Yes, and we have, we actually, our karate, we have our MMA fighters, we fight, we go to different cage fights, and our karate, we have a, um, we have a competition team, which I was a part of for 12 or 13 years. They actually go to competitions monthly, we go all over the world, we spend a week in December at World Games, and different locations, and they are judged on their technique. And so I think it it really brings out how good you are and what you do know and how clean you are and how precise your movement is when you get judged on it like that. And it, it makes them work harder and to, to make sure that they're on point. I think it's very interesting how MMA has married the art of martial arts and really turned it into a, a more combat system because what I found is that we had some guys who were training with us but then they'd go and train jujitsu too because they found that in real combat situations there was a lot of times that people did end up on the ground and did end up there and our system was about disabling them and not you know putting yourself in such a prone position whereas jujitsu sometimes that prone position allows you to get into some of the moves that will allow you to, to kind of disable your opponent. I agree. It's very, you normally don't see a fight that doesn't go to the ground. So that's where, you know, jiu-jitsu and MMA and things of that, you're going to be, you're a little better off, which we do try to teach our kids some stuff on the ground, like how to get people off of you so they, if it does go to the ground, it's that serious, they do know how to handle themselves. You definitely need to know groundwork to, disable your the person that's coming after you or you're probably not going to get away. 
I think it's something parents may want to consider again is that martial arts can be that alternative to the video games and to to things like that because kids are kind of drawn to that to that combat to that action to that being a hero kind of thing and martial arts would give them the opportunity to kind of have that interaction without them just sitting down and playing a video game yes there's more chance of them getting injured when they're the ones performing these exercises but it's a great way like you said to give them a discipline to to teach them how to be a respectful person in public and to get exercise to to plainly you know keep them moving and keep them healthy if they can get their kids involved in martial arts they'll get that same kind of rush that kids can get in a video game but in a situation where they're actually doing something that's healthy for them yes you do get great hand-to-hand eye coordination when you're playing video games and there are some mental things that are developing with kids when it comes to video games and video games are getting more complex and more interesting if they're sitting down in school all day and then they come home sit down do their homework and then they sit down and play video games there's a lot of sitting down it can be a great way to really keep them active and to put them in a situation where they want to be active Summer is almost here. Do you want to get fit for the summer? Do you want to get beach ready, trim, fit, and feeling good? Our newest coach, Coach Jamie, is running a Summer's Almost Here special to help get you into the shape you want for the warm summer days. Go to www.unionamuscle.com and click on the Fitness Coaches tab. There you can find Coach Jamie and his summer special. With Coach Jamie and the Union of Muscle, you can lift strong and prosper. All right, all you beautiful fitness freaks, geeks, and athletes, have I got a deal for you. Go to www.unionofmuscle.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Enter in your email, and I will give you for free my personal workout routine. Now, this workout routine is most likely not going to work for you. This routine is for only for people who want to grow a bigger upper body. You want, you want those, you want those man pecs to be good. You want those lats to be wide. So the workout routine I'm doing right now, and then when I change my routine, you're going to get that update. Okay. So go to www.unionamuscle.com and subscribe to the email list by entering your email there. And once again, you're going to get a copy of the workout routine I'm doing right now for free. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and comment. Your Union of Muscle coupon code MUSCLE1 is now accepted at EarthSkinBodyCare.com, RubberArmMuscleRub.com, EWCMMA.net, and AxonLabs.com. I-O. You're listening to the Union of Muscle podcast, where muscle meets information and inspiration. Like you said, it's a lot of sitting down, and it's not a lot of being active, and that's a big issue nowadays with, you know, children, young adults, but I think that it is a great, it's a great workout. Your kid might not love it. They might not want to do it forever. But it is something to get them up and out of the house. And it, I'm not kidding when I say that it's such great, you know, discipline. And the kids that we see 
are so respectful, and they don't necessarily don't come in as respectful children. They they don't listen to their parents. They get in trouble at school. They don't they don't care about anyone but themselves. And then, I mean, I don't want to say we break them, but we don't allow that. You don't get to speak to people in an awful tone. You have to say yes and no, ma'am. It's not an option. It's not if you would rather say this, you have to. And I think it's a great. It's just a great thing for your children to be respectful and they get to be active and it's fun. We don't make it so they leave there and they're so tired they can't even move. It's fun. They don't even realize that they're working out. It's not boring. And I, you know, rarely see children get hurt in there. It's very, it's, it's a controlled atmosphere. We don't let things go too far. You don't let, you don't let anything bad happen to any of the, the kids there. I think it's a great alternative than just having your kids play their Xbox all, all night. You don't have to have the kids there every night <laughs> in order for it to be an effective way of keeping them healthy and keeping them engaged. One thing I think that I've seen in most people who are true practitioners of martial arts or of MMA, they are usually respectful to other people in public because they realize that they don't know, they might not know exactly who they're talking to in public. They might not know what kind of training that other person has. So they're not going to go around and picking fights just to prove themselves because you know that you can hurt somebody in a combat situation and you know that other people might be more trained and more skilled to be able to hurt you <laughs> in a confrontation yeah. out on the streets. So you become a bit more respectful because you respect the fact that people have the ability to actually hurt each other. We have that ability, whereas if somebody's out there on the street and they don't think that, they're more prone to be rude to somebody. They're more prone to, to treat people badly because they don't feel like they're in any danger when they do these things. But somebody who has martial arts training, they're usually not the ones out there trying to be rude to somebody who who just happens to walk by them. Or cut somebody off just for the heck of it because they want to show their dominance. They're not really interested in showing dominance in a public situation, i found. Yeah, definitely not. It's, um, like you said, it's the, they could be more skilled and more trained than you. And you would never know because people look at me and they never, ever believe me that I've been doing this for 14 years and that I have a world title in fighting. Like, no one believes that. They just laugh. They're like, they're just playing. And I'm like, no, really. You just never know. People doubt me. And, you know, I look at other people and I, I wouldn't know anything about them. And it's also a thing of you never know who knows your instructor either. If you're just being disrespectful, you know, they'll go back and tell in a heartbeat. And it's, I find that most people who are in this sport, they don't really cause confrontation with others. Everyone's really respectable and just, it's a it's a great group. Where do you train? I train at Extreme Martial Arts in Martinsville, Virginia, with Ron and Sharon Ferguson, also known as Martinsville Fight Club. If you're in the MMA aspect, but the karate aspect stays Extreme Martial Arts, which is the actual name of the whole business. What are their kind of hours of operation down there? We are open five days a week, Monday through Friday, and normally classes. Are, the people will be there around 5.45. And have you always trained there, or did you start training somewhere else? I actually, we, I do not live in Virginia. I live in North Carolina. Oh, wow. But when I first started, my mom just put me in a, a little, like, a wreck type 
came. Okay. And when she realized that they weren't, I wasn't learning anything. I was just being passed along through Bell. She pulled me out immediately and found me a real place to train. And it, it was in Virginia, and that was the closest place that she was satisfied with. She didn't want me to go somewhere that was just passing me along. She wanted me to learn something and know how to defend myself. So that's what led her to Virginia. So we, we drive a good almost hour there and back every time I go. Wow. How does your mom make that judgment call? How does she know? I mean, has she hasn't been into martial arts from what you were telling me. Yeah, no, definitely not. She, well, I think I was very young, but from things I've, stories I've heard over the years, we went down there. She watched classes for a few nights. She let me do classes. And she basically, she was pleased with the Fergusons and the way they run things. So she just let me decide if I did I like it, and of course I loved it. So she was like, "Well, this is where you will be. This is your new place. We'll bring you here every day." Up until about three years ago, two or three years ago, I was there five or six days a week for hours and hours and hours a day. Now, are you an only child, or was she doing this for all the children? I am the only child. Okay. All right. All right. So it was just me. Yeah. That. Well, I mean, that's. That's helpful for parents to hear because it's hard to maybe make an hour trip and then an hour back when you have multiple kids that want to do different things. Um, yeah, so- and that could make it difficult. But we see a lot of siblings, and siblings love to get in there and get to like beat up on each other in a controlled environment where <laughs> mom and dad can't tell them y'all need to stop fighting. You know, um, they seem to really enjoy that. That's good. That is good. It makes me wonder why why your mom was so driven and what got her so anxious to to see you involved in this. Because, I mean, that's not something I think I've found that most mothers are trying to get their daughters or trying to expose their daughters to. So it, it really makes me wonder a little bit why what her motivation was to be so dedicated to getting you involved in that. I also dance. Up until I graduated high school, I danced from the time I was two and a half up until I was 17. And she I, she said that I enjoyed that, and I did enjoy that. And I think that it helped me in numerous ways with MMA and karate. I mean, the balance that you obtain doing that is amazing, and the, the flexibility and all these things that you need to be able to do these other sports. But she wanted me to be in a sport that people looked at and said, that's only a boy's sport. can't believe you let your daughter do that. And she, she was always so adamant that's not a boy's sport. It is everyone's sport, and my daughter is just as good as the boy. Wow, yeah, that's... Your mom made some interesting decisions to try to empower you as a person that way. And I think that's interesting that she focused it in on sports, which is usually seen as something that's mostly male-dominated. Wow, I I find that very interesting, and I think maybe a bit of an example for maybe other mothers out there want to empower their children and want to empower their their daughters is putting them in these positions where they can learn a combat sport or, or any type of sport where they can be more than just a stereotype, be more than just a, a gender role. 
Um, I did dance too, actually, I, but I did I did more of the uh, the ballroom and and Latin dancing, which some might think are a little a little bit girly, but uh, but I enjoyed it. And hey, I get to dance with girls, good looking girls yeah. who are who are fit, and, uh, and some of those dances are pretty sexy. So <laughs> so you can it can be a lot of fun for even guys if you want to dance. And I think that dancing, like you said, one thing I almost wish that I had done more dancing before I got involved in martial arts because there came a point in learning how to dance that I wanted to understand precision in dance. I wanted to understand exactly where I should have my hands, how I should have my fingers. Is there each knuckle? I wanted to understand how much of a bend there should be each step. I wanted to understand exactly how much pressure to put on each toe. I became very interested in and the little small details of it, which allowed me to get really good at it, because I became fascinated by the differences, the small differences and the big difference they can make in your overall technique. And had I been that focused when I started martial arts, I think that would have helped me excel even better in martial arts, because I would have been as interested in understanding the placement of even how my, you know, how your body is is turning and how it's positioned and things of that nature. I think there is a good partnership between the two. It definitely is. I grew up, I did six different types of dance. I supposed to that I trained that. I don't think that any of it was a waste. I think that it all helped me more in martial arts and MMA and things like that. It was, I mean, it was beneficial and I think that they're a great mix together. I mean, you, you're working, you don't realize it, but you're working the same muscle, your flexibility and balance. And I think it's worth the time. Yeah. And just for parents out there, if you're thinking that maybe getting your boys involved in dance might lead them in a path you don't want, maybe, but let me give you a few things that at least ballroom and Latin can do for a young man. In ballroom and Latin, you have a partner. And you have to learn how to lead that partner, not force them, but lead them into the dance, the next move that you would, you want to execute. So number one, the guy, the young man has to think on his feet, literally. He has to begin to plan ahead of time the next move he wants to execute in that dance before he does it. And on top of that, it's not just that he has to execute it. He has to enable his partner to do the same, but in such a way that you're leading them, not forcing them, and that you can be a strong, what they call a strong lead, which means that you're really providing the strength in that dance, in that relationship, for your partner to execute their end of the move. But it really teaches a guy how to, how to have a relationship where they have to kind of take charge, but they're not forcing. It's not done by force. It's done by hints and by slight pressure, but it's it's never in a forceful manner. And the girl on the other end has to learn how to respond properly to the right kinds of pressure, which I think is important for everybody in a relationship, in a situation, is that when you feel a certain amount of pressure, it's not that the guy's actually trying to push you away from him or trying to, you know, make you do anything, it's a hint on and a support on how to execute something beautiful. And for the men, we're the that foundation in the dance. 
that allows the women to kind of show off, to show who they are, to, to shine, to, to get out there and, and really, most of the time, if you're doing a good job, the eyes are on the girl, but the, the guy has given them everything they need to shine. So it's a very, it's a very interesting thing, but I think guys can learn, number one, respect for women, because you're not forcing a woman to do anything. You're giving them all the opportunity they need to shine and to, and to be empowered. But you also have to be a little bit of a decision maker. You can't be wishy-washy. Your partner will be happy with their male partner, male counterpart, who isn't letting them just try to make up as they go what they want to do. They can see the signal and then be able to react and do what they want to do on their end. But that there's always a guide there for them that they don't have to think about. The guy's taking that role of thinking about and planning. So I think for moms out there, don't be afraid to, to maybe get your, your sons and daughters involved in dance as well as uh, martial arts because I think they can learn a lot from it. They really can. And it's, it's because it's a, like martial arts, and people just see it as a man's sport just because people see dance as a, something that only girls do. It's not. It's for both. And I danced with some really great guys over my years at my dance studio. And I mean, they're, they're phenomenal. Yeah, and I think if we can break down the stereotype that more people can get involved in different things and become a, a society that's a bit more accepting and a bit more respectful of everybody when we don't say this is only for this type of person or that's only for this type of person. I think there's a lot of things out there that can be for everybody and anybody. And that's what I'm hoping we're doing with this podcast. And that's why I invited you on today. Is that So that way people can see that there's there's something out there for them. Maybe they're not called in to get excited about fitness with CrossFit. Maybe they're not so into weight training. Maybe they, they hate sitting there and running on a treadmill all day. So there may be another option for them that I think you are presenting to them, that you're showing them that women, young women, older women, can find a place in martial arts and, and MMA training. And I want to thank you for being that example. I'm glad I could be that. Well, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Union of Muscle podcast. If they want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do so? Probably email or Facebook would probably be the best way. All right, and we'll include that in the show notes so you don't have to pull over the car. You don't have to stop your MMA training or your workout in order to write that down. That'll be in the show notes, so go to www.unionofmuscle.com and uh, click on the podcast, and you'll find the show notes there. All right, thanks guys for tuning in, and remember to lift strong and prosper. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and comment. All right, all you beautiful fitness freaks, geeks, and athletes, have I got a deal for you. Go to www.unionofmuscle.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Enter in your email, and I will give you for free my personal workout routine. Now, this workout routine is most likely not going to work for you. This routine is for only for people who want to grow a bigger upper body. You want, you want those, you want those man pecs to be good. You want those lats to be wide. So the workout routine I'm doing right now, and then when I change my routine, you're going to get that update. Okay. So go to www.unionamuscle.com and subscribe to the email list by entering your email there. And once again, 
you're going to get a copy of the workout routine I'm doing right now for free. Summer is almost here. Do you want to get fit for the summer? Do you want to get beach ready, trim, fit, and feeling good? Our newest coach, Coach Jamie, is running a Summer's Almost Here special to help get you into the shape you want for the warm summer days. Go to www.unionamuscle.com and click on the Fitness Coaches tab. There you can find Coach Jamie and his summer special. With Coach Jamie and the Union of Muscle, you can lift strong and prosper. Would you like to lose 10, 20, 50, or 60 pounds? And still eat those carbohydrates? Coach Balamain, the carb-loading king, can get you trim, fit, and full of muscle while still eating those carbohydrates. So go to www.unionamuscle.com and click on the Fitness Coaches tab and find Coach Balamain. And remember to lift strong and prosper. Do you work in health and fitness or want to? Just email me, coachpaul at unionamuscle.com. Go to www.unionamuscle.com and click on Find a Fitness Coach to find a coach that fits your needs the best. I want to thank all you beautiful fitness freaks, geeks, and athletes for going to www.unionofmuscle.com and clicking on the Patrons tab. There, you are able to sign up as a patron. As a patron, you get access to commercial-free episodes of the Union of Muscle podcast. Additionally, you get additional ways to earn fit coins. You're assigned a union of muscles coach who's going to help you stay accountable to your own personal fitness goals. If you haven't signed up as a patron to the podcast and to the union of muscle, go ahead and do so now. Just head over to www.unionofmuscle.com and click on the patrons tab. And remember to lift strong and prosper. Your union of muscle coupon code muscle one is now accepted at EarthSkinBodyCare.com, RubberArmMuscleRub.com, EWCMMA.net, and AxonLabs.io. You have been listening to The Union Podcast. All rights are reserved by the content's creators.